You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome back everyone to a new episode of Why Not Mint Money, your everyday personal finance podcast. This is your host Akshat Rodgi and today with me is Nikhil Agarwal, the founder and CEO of Grip Invest, an alternative investment platform. Today on this episode we are going to discuss a relatively new instrument for the retail but a very old asset class invoice discounting we're going to talk about the risks the rewards the structures of this asset class and how retail should have an outlook on this welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth So let's get started with your money journey. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Why Not Mint Money, your uh, go-to podcast for everything personal finance and investments. So today we have Nikhil with us, founder and CEO of Grip Invest, uh, an alternative investments platform that uh, deals with invoice discounting, uh, asset leasing, bonds and a lot of other things that you'll know from him right now. So so today we are going to discuss a new and exciting asset class for the retail investors that is invoice discounting. So so Nikhil how has been how's uh, daily's humidity <laughs> going through? It's been a better summer plus monsoon than we can complain about right. and definitely better weather than most countries in the world are today dealing with. So I I don't think we have we we have the ability to complain about weather right. in then <laughs> So so let's let's talk about asset lease uh, let's talk about invoice discounting so retail investors can now fund uh, msmes which are the backbone of indian economy through these retail invoice discounting platforms so could you take us through the journey of how this works the invoice discounting thing works i'll absolutely do that and and thank you for having me on the podcast um just you know before we start i think it's fascinating and we are constantly on this learning journey as as people in school even as you know in our families we never talked about fixed income as a way of generating money as a way of generating returns it was always told to us that it needs to be put in fixed deposits as a rainy day fund right. uh, as a safe fund i think at grip and through grip uh, we've been able to discover that there are many such avenues where fixed income can generate very attractive returns and invoice discounting or what on grip's platform is called invoice x right. is one of those products um to answer your question msmes provide services right one of the biggest challenge for them is that they do not receive money at the time of provision of goods or services right. they typically dealing with larger companies who say hey i need 90 days to make payment right and the msme needs money today right what he commonly does is to go to a bank or to an nbfc or any form of money lender and asks for a loan to discount his invoice hmm. right and he says company x is going to be paying me 90 days later you can take it but give me the money today right the money lender makes money the bank and bfc all of these guys make money but this construct was not available for an individual investor to participate from what we have done with invoice x and many other pl- platforms with invoice discounting is create this into a retail investment product right i think we have approached some things differently though the flow of the money is the same one of the key differences and we were very focused on solving this at grip is that a single invoice 
can be an incredibly risky investment to make huh. right you have no cons- you have complete concentration of risk in invoice x we've actually created a pool a very large pool of invoices actually 200 invoices against 20 different companies and hence reduce the risk that the investor has there are many other features right but effectively to answer your question this is the flow that runs mm-hmm. for an investor okay so what kind of returns could investors individual investors expect in this product and a uh, uh, question related to that is ki a lot of these platforms use irr as a metric and a retail investor or a retail guy like me or a lot of people like us don't understand that metric as such so could you guide us through that sure returns in our view should always be looked in comparison to risk right there's no there's no way to bench to just talk about returns so let me take a minute on the risk of invoice x and come to return in an irr with invoice x and i'm i'm talking about this product and not invoice discount no 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 okay a uh, risk should be looked at first that it's a diversified pool of 200 invoices number 2 the companies who have to pay against these invoices majority of them are investment grade hmm. for example in our first transaction you would have companies like tcs bipro lnt as companies who have to pay against the invoices and hence that reduces the risk third is the nbfc partner that we work with a company called credible uh, which is uh, one of the you know leaders in the space has also taken skin in the game hmm. and up to 20% of the first loss is borne by the nbfc so the investor up to 20% is protected by the nbfc this is obviously a short term instrument right and hence from a rating perspective it is rated as a1 plus or the highest short term rating against this an investor is today getting 11.25% as an irr one other way to look at it is what is the returns on a similar instrument right uh similar rated instrument and we seeing our almost 300 basis points delta to that of another instrument making this a very attractive product on your question on irr um i think this is a hotly debated thing uh something that you know grip has had you know we've dealt from day one uh there are pros and cons of the irr the irr is is a representative instrument especially when returns come frequently yield is a great instrument uh, to measure when it comes at the end right majority of grips products or majority of products on grip have a monthly payment formula and hence we use irr to measure it the downside of irr is that it assumes that that money is reinvested the same right for you to be able to on the right so i think irr is good for comparison to another instrument on an irr basis right but in absolute terms it can give a misleading information mm. to think about absolute returns on our platform hence we are giving both information we give the irr but we also talk about absolute return mm. i think the last thing we do is to try to explain to our users the power of reinvestment mm. right money can only be made or is best made on more money right and hence the monthly returns they get should be reinvested to really give you that Uh, that impact of the irr so counter question on this uh, most invoice discounting deals in uh, involve uh, uh, in an investment and an outflow at the end so in invoice x are there monthly payments or is the same thing is happening that you invest and after 9 months you get the matured amount in invoice x again this is a special feature you actually get monthly payments okay because mm-hmm. they are structured as a pool mm-hmm. so there are constant payouts that happen right. 
and hence you actually get money on a monthly basis mm. this reduces capital and obviously increases the irr no other invoice discount it is going so that means irr is definitely a representative metric for you guys but not for the industry because yeah so that that's that's a thing that i wanted to uh, kind of get to get to the audience and you know we have for example we offer corporate bonds mm-hmm. which we communicate on a ytm basis right yield to maturity basis because they pay out at at the end of the tenure mm-hmm. so because instruments are different we have to use different measures which truly represent the cash flows right, right. so so invoice x is inherently structured as a ptc it passed through certificate so let's spend some time of understanding what are ptcs who could create a ptc and how uh, your transaction as a ptc and a spv works so could you explain to the audience about that most financial products are three letter acronyms <laughs> it's really uh, ncd ipo ptc Uh, but and they all sound complicated right you know let's try to simplify it ptc stands for pass through certificate the simple concept is that there is no tax or loss to the investor ultimate investor by holding this instrument because it is passed through hmm. or the any intermediate entity that's why it's called pass through certificate right a pass through certificate is very good to be able to convert a large opportunity into a smaller size opportunity the invoice x if an take an example is actually an 11 crore opportunity on our platform right but it is available for investors currently at 10 lakhs and in the future at 1 lakh rupee fractionalizing this hmm. is really what a ptc is able to solve right very simple uh, in very simple structure one of the most exciting uh, aspects in our history at grip was that we were the first company to ever list an alternative investment instrument mm-hmm. on a stock exchange mm-hmm. this was in august this was sorry in october 2022 and the ptc was called an sdi right another three letter acronym <laughs> uh, but this is a sebi regulated paper called sdi mm-hmm. and we were the first company to list it this sdi allows that fractionalization to happen and for us to be able to offer it to retail investors on our platform whether it's invoicex or loanex on our platform or leasex on our platform right all of them use the same structure and all of it is obviously compliant under sebi regulations understood so let's let's discuss some of the risks inherent risks in these products so you mentioned that invoice x is a diversified pool of invoices 200 invoices what we observe uh, observed on platforms like uh, giraffe and credix a lot of these deals belong to i think 45 47% what research that we had done at mint uh, to a to a certain 3 4 companies and to a sector like manufacturing So I I went through your invoice X uh, uh, the memo. So I think sixty four percent of your invoice X uh, invoices are still in manufacturing. So does sector concentration also kind of uh, project as a risk to the investors, or it's 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 the it's the industry standard that manufacturing requires more invoices? Yeah, to be discounted. I think manufacturing does tend to require more invoices. uh and the the nature of the industry also because there are raw materials that payment is required for naturally required let me not comment on other products <laughs> but i i think the uh one is manufacturing as sector has a certain will have a certain place to play within manufacturing i think the question to ask is is that a single invoice <laughs> is it against a single company i think in the invoice x product that grip has that manufacturing is itself against 12 or 15 companies right right and 
hundreds of invoices. Right. So that is the diversification that protects the risk uh, for the investor mm-hmm. and obviously the qual- quality of companies that are behind it. Understood. So let's t- let's talk about the taxation bit of the product at InvoiceX and regular platforms. If you were if you want to comment. So, so I talked to uh, certain retail investors who are investing in these products. So the companies basically deduct the TDS and they have to the in the retail investors income tax returns it, it appears in the 26 AS. But these companies are not filing these TDS uh, with the MC on time. So thus uh, InvoiceX also have certain uh, kind of uh, uh, should I say Uh, like risks uh, related to this, or it's happening with invoice accounting platforms that do direct invoice accounting. Again, let me keep it to uh, this thing. I can understand the risk, um, and keeping that in mind, we have also tried to mitigate it. <laughs> Under this PTC or SDI I talked about, actually, we have not tried to mitigate it. SEBI has mitigated it. SEBI has said there must be a independent party <laughs> who is responsible for deducting TDS. And for filing all of these uh, details right. for the customers 26 AS, this party is called a trustee, and SEBI has given a license to a select set of companies hmm. to act as trustees. These are no way related to Grip or related to the companies who take the invoices, and it is this trustee's responsibility to actually deduct TDS and to file the 26 AS. Right. It is actually, and hence, in that sense, investors on. Buying in invoice box or through Grip can actually be rest assured that their uh, the TDS will be deducted correctly hmm. and filed correctly because a SEBI registered entity which has to then do reporting is responsible for doing it. It is not something that we as a business have to do, hmm. and this creates a lot of uh, comfort for investors. Understood. So let's let's uh, discuss the the elephant in the room. If I would say the default delay slash liquidity risk that. These products bring with them. So, and this also brings us brings us to a debate of operational versus financial creditors that has been discussed a lot in the previous uh, whenever these products are talked about. So, uh, obviously, I wouldn't want you to comment on specific platforms, but platforms like Credix and Zeraf has have faced a lot of delays and some defaults as well. Some uh, some invoice payments are pending on platforms like Credix for more than a year, year and a half. And so there have been cases, court cases. So uh, if I were to refer to a case, there was case uh, Minions versus Startup Projects, which kind of uh, made it clear that platforms like Credix have no recourse on the buyer of the goods. For example, in this case, Startup Projects, they have recourse on the vendor. So inherently, they have become an operational creditor. And but but as we talked about that your product kind of solves this and the investors become a financial creditors through the PTC transaction. So could you shed shed more light on this and how to deal with that? You know, at a, at a high level, I would say that um, investors must understand that there is a risk in all of these products, um, whether it's on our platform or other platforms. Uh, there is a reason that the returns are higher. Right, it is because inherently there is some risk. As they think about allocating capital, they must keep this in mind. Right, uh, I I I have always said that the instruments we create are not a replacement to fixed deposits. Right, please build a good fixed deposit nest for yourself. Mm. And when you're looking for diversification or you want to allocate a certain part of your portfolio for higher returns, right. alternative investments is the right place to be. That's how global investment philosophy happens. Right, 
with that overall construct i think there are ways to mitigate risk in every instrument number 1 um in invoice x and again all the products that we create yes there is a financial creditor that becomes that a lens gets applied but i think more importantly there is a security provided by the nbfc right the originating nbfc which i mentioned is mm-hmm. cash over collateralization and can be up to 20% of the investment amount right you'll be you know tell me which nbfc has a 20% npc right which ptc transaction and ptc happens the you know 20 billion dollars of ptc happen in the country where have we heard of a 20% npc anyway so i think the the level of security created in the some of these trans, trans, transactions is very high and hence there is a protection for the investor hmm. the way the invoices are secured some of them i won't say all of them hmm. some of them also have recourse to the buyer okay including in the in the pool that we have created right. there's a recourse to the buyer uh, it may not be in 100% hmm. the combination of that recourse the security structure the monthly repayments provides a great degree of comfort from an investor's point of investor so uh, so uh, let's let's talk about treads as uh, as created by rbi so treads has been an interesting platform for invoice discounting for the corporates and i think couple of months back rbi allowed insurers to get on the platform and provide embedded credit insurance so you did do you think he uh, kind of uh, letting retail on treads and let them transact and get the benefit of those deals could like open up these this this is a class into a bigger kind of phenomenon i have a uh, a view of the world uh, which is to say that almost all services forget financial aid all services have led to larger and larger empowerment of the individual right and technology has been a huge enabler of that the fact that you and i can today access the super computing power of chat gpt for 20 dollars is like the epitome of that empowerment right right it is shocking that that empowerment has not happened for investment products no. okay in the future individuals like you and i will be able to make any type of investment sitting at home empowered with information and access right that is our view of the world hmm. in that scenario it's important for all financial products and all financial platforms to ultimately get open to retail investors there has to be certain safeguards and i think the one of the best things sebi has done in the last one year is to come out with regulations like the obpp framework right clearly putting safeguards in place but i do think that we are headed in that direction over a period of time could be the treads platform i don't know what time frame but i think those are great steps to happen how do you communicate the risk how do you, how do you create a pool how do you tell a person that what is the uh, rating of this product how do you exit it i think those are all questions obpp as a regulation solves most of them right and that is what you know the sdi product invoice x loan x are doing uh, but we are hopeful that in the future more such platforms that the government has will open up or regulatory bodies have will open up to retail investors understood so so nikhil uh, thank you very much for uh, coming uh, on this podcast So just just parting thoughts would what would you like uh, anything would you, you would like to recommend to our listeners any books or any investment philosophies anything whatever you want to sure. give to our listeners um maybe not investment philosophies right um i think that's that's each to his own right um i think there are two books that i read recently um, 
which you know I, immediately as you ask the question anything comes to mind one is a book i read by and it it defines a lot of things what we do at grip so maybe I'm, that's why uh, it really, that's why it came up to me one is a book by steve shorzen who is the founder of blackstone hmm. i think um, the approach with which he built blackstone into an institution in a very small period of time and a premier financial institution right across asset classes i think is inspirational i think the second book uh, that i read recently is called loon shots so it's moon shots with an l and it talks about how companies need to not only innovate but they need to build engines to innovate and operate like industrial complexes machines at the same time hmm. what we have seen often is companies operate either innovate or they either execute but they sometimes struggle to do both and i think the combination of the two is really when when business or magic happens so i think these are two well you asked us questions of these are the yeah. books that came immediately to mind none of them to do with investing but more to do with business right so thank you nikhil and thanks for everyone to t- uh, for tuning in and uh, we'll keep you posted for more pa- podcasts like this uh, thank you thanks for tuning in for today's episode if you have further queries you could reach out to me on twitter @rohodgi_akshat you could also find me on linkedin uh, my profile goes by the name akshat rohodgi you could also contact nikhil on linkedin uh at the rate nikhil agarwal and you could also follow grip invest on twitter as well as linkedin thank you to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com you